of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. God bless you and welcome today to More Than Conquerors program. Terry and I are delighted to be with you and we are thankful that you have joined us and we're just really thankful we've got something good to tell you from the Word of God. Amen. Otherwise, we'd be left, you know, to our own devices and, and opinions and thank oh, God we be, have... that wouldn't be good. That would not be good. Thank God we have the wisdom of God in this very book right here. You know, it's almost not fair, Terry, that we can go to some, you know, big box store or a drug store and... Uh, buy a Bible for like 10 bucks and get the wisdom All of God. All the wisdom of God. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But thank God that's how easy it is that if you can get a Bible, you can learn the wisdom of God. And so we're here today to talk to you about that. And we're talking about the wonderful subject that you have lived on in ministry and in personal life, wow. living to give. Living to give. Living Why don't to you give. say that this morning with us, that I am living to give. Yes, that's yes, my, yes. That's my destiny. That's my future. That, that lifestyle, yes. not, not a message, not a sermon, that oh. lifestyle will change your life. That's In fact, right. I did a I did a four day series on it, uh, Living to Give, our newest tape uh, series, CD, CD series. Yeah. And uh, I, I did this up at Mich in Michigan at Good Friends Church, Dave Kokenauer's church, and uh, went for four days. And uh, I'm I'm thinking about adding a couple more yeah, to it. It was excellent because it's just excellent. such a lifestyle. Right? Yes, it is. And as I said, the last two or three programs we've been talking this week, kind of a tribute to Wayne Myers, my spiritual dad. Yes, who's yes. who's just turned 101 years old. That's right. Uh, still preaching, uh, living in Mexico as a missionary all these many many years, yeah. 75 years. Uh, still and, feeding um, the poor, still helping still widows. Still feeding the poor, still, still helping widows, still giving cars pastors. away. Yeah, uh, still helping people. And yep. just a just such a tremendous man of God, and I have known him since I was 18 years old, and I have watched that consistency yeah. in his what life treasure, for 55 yeah. years. I mean, he's the real deal, right. and uh, <clears throat> and I endeavor to just live that same lifestyle. Right. Jackie and I, we were first missionaries, first got to Mexico, uh, went to his house and saw how that that they that that lifestyle that they were living just living on the planet to right. be a blessing, looking and, to bless somebody, to help somebody, to love, to lift, to share, yeah, to carry, to embrace. The phenomenon is that it was a missionary. And we determined know, that day. Out of the country. All those years ago, we determined to live this. We're going to live like this. And we took right. hands and 
made a vow to God. And uh, no, no, again, you know, I have lots of spiritual fathers and lots of, I love them all. And, and they're all great guys and, and, and ladies and, and they're all good givers. Right. But I've just always been so impressed with Wayne because he's a faith missionary. Right. You know, lives in Mexico, living by faith. You know, he doesn't have a television program. He doesn't have gazillion partners. No. He doesn't right. have the, the, exactly. the outreach exposure that so many do. Uh, <clears throat> and yet he's a big time giver. Big time. It is phenomenal. And, uh, and he just, he, he, he lives it. Uh, and it's just so tremendous that, uh, uh, well, I've lived it for 55 years, you know, and I right. wouldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't beat it out of me. You couldn't get me to change <laughs> it. You couldn't, you know, some people say today, well, don't pay tithes and tithing's fear and tithing's the law and tithing. No, you right. couldn't, you couldn't beat tithing out of me. I'm a, right. I, I not only have tithed personally, but as you know, we tithe in our ministry as well. Right. And, uh, and, and always have and always will. And so uh, I just see so many things in the Bible that God uh, has thought up about money mm -hmm. that he didn't have to do that. He's God. He That's could right. have done something else. That's right. But he invented the system. He invented he the laws of seed time and harvest. Right. He invented the laws of sowing and reaping. He invented the laws of giving and receiving. Hallelujah. He invented that. He yes, knows he more did. about it than anybody. And he right. tells it to us in the Old Testament and he tells it to us in the New Testament. He tells right. us how to give and how to live and how to receive and Thank how to God. harvest. And uh, <laughs> man, it's just, it's just tremendous. Well, it is. And I, you know, I, I always go back to the logical placement of how this all uh, really is led out through, you know, taught throughout the Word of God. I sure. mean, it's not just one place. No. Oh, it's but, all through the Old Testament, New Testament. Yeah. And God actually said it himself personally. Yeah, that's and then the Jesus actually said it himself personally. And then other people came along and said it as well. But I mean, when you got God saying it, right. when you got Jesus saying it, that kind of perks my ear up and say, this, this must be no. This must be serious. Exactly. That is absolutely correct. And I, you know, I just always go back to those, those uh, first three chapters in Genesis where the Lord's telling Adam and Eve, mm. I mean, you've taught this in the series, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. how, uh, you know, the Lord's, he, we're commanded to multiply mm -hmm. and replenish. Absolutely. You don't ever leave things as they are. No, no, no. Well, and, you don't, with God, you never stand still. And you go backwards or forward. That's what the Bible does. No, that's right. And then the law of seed time and harvest mm -hmm. that he established mm -hmm. there in, in Genesis 8, 22, where he's telling him as long as the yeah, earth right remains. Right after the flood, right after they came out of the ark. As long as the earth remains. And, and I want to jump forward here just a moment over to Galatians 6. Sure. Where he says there, be assured. I mean, the, the you know, Paul's saying, he says, don't even question this. Right. Be assured right. that God is not mocked. Mm -hmm. That whatsoever a man, a man woman, sows. boy, girl soweth, that shall they reap. And I've heard you say this all the whole time I've ever known you. That if you want to analyze God, if you want to know what God's like, you're gonna you're gonna know that it's seed time and harvest. Everything with Him in the kingdom of God, exactly, is, is seed time and harvest. Everything's it's gonna sowing, go back to seed time it's and reaping, harvest. Whatever reaping, you sow, it's you're going to reap. That's right. And Malachi, when all the things that Malachi said in those few four short chapters <laughs> is um, God just saying, why don't you just prove me, test me, yeah. try me. God wasn't happy mm -mm. in the book of Malachi. Mm -mm. In fact, the whole book of Malachi is, a, is about nothing but yes. preachers in trouble with God. If you, ever want, if you ever want to see preachers in trouble with God, go read the book of Malachi. 
because that's all it's about. That's God is so about. upset with them because they've been slimy, they've been they've been crooks, right. they've been cheats, they've been liars. Yeah, uh, they, they're cheating the people out of money, they're cheating God out of his sacrifices, yeah. and they're trying to line their pockets. Yeah. And so they don't understand the difference between pr- prosperity and materialism. Yeah. And so God catches up with them and he's very upset. In fact, he flat tells them in Malachi, you ought to go read this. It's hilarious. He said, <laughs> he said, don't even, don't even come down here and pray and weep tears on my altar. Right. He said, I won't receive your prayers. He said, and don't bring me an offering. I will not receive your offering. Renee, that'd scare me if God told me don't no come, joke. don't come to the altar and don't bring him an offering. Don't bring him a tithe. I'd, uh, I'd be of all men. I'd be, well, it, it wouldn't be funny. Well, and he, he's dealing with everything. He talked to them in chapter two, I think, about their wives and their mm-hmm. children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their, their whole attitude was so out of whack right. with God that they weren't convicted about anything. Oh, they no. were almost turned over to a reprobate well, mind. They were even in the giving ministry. God a sheep to sacrifice sheep to, to God. Uh, sheep that were blemished, that were crippled, that yeah. were blind. And God says to him there in Malachi, he, he says, go give that to your governor. See if he'll right. take it. Go pay your taxes with that and see if the governor wants it. I'm not going to take it. No, he said, don't you bring me second best. I'm God. That's don't you dare bring me second best. That's stunning. I mean, that, that whole that whole concept of all of that. Then he culminates that over there. Mm-hmm. In, in the third chapter, when you get into the third chapter, and he says, you know, shall a man rob God? Right. He's still dealing with their attitude. Oh, of course. He's still dealing. In fact, after he got through with Malachi, he didn't say anything for what, 400 years? <laughs> 400 years, he was done. I mean, it was silent from Malachi <laughs> to Matthew. It was over. Nothing's happening. Yeah. So to me, when you're talking about tithing, the way that it has helped me too, mm-hmm. because it, it takes humility. I mean, you have to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God with sure. everything that's in the word of God. Because I, like you've said so much, and I love, uh, it says we don't get an opinion. No, that's you know, right. I don't get, get a vote. I don't, don't get. get I don't get a vote. I just do it. Tithing to me is such a wonderful agreement between God and I. Of course you. That I can. I can. <clears throat> if I take that ten percent and specifically definitely on purpose say this is my agreement with you yeah. i'm i'm giving you i'm tithing 10% is an act of my will right. to tithe 10%. Right. Now I'm going to do way more than that. Right. But this 10% no, is where the children play. Yeah. I've always said that's the sandbox. <laughs> you know. I had a great friend that always said tithing is the floor where we begin, not the ceiling where we no, end. No, that's true. You know? That's true. And the, the whole idea of of my tithe between the Lord and I, as you pray over it together, as yes, we uh, yes. and we give our our tithing on on Sunday, um, I'm telling you, it is absolutely amazing to me that 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 I go into a covenant with God exactly. on in the earth. It's like rent on the planet. It's like I'm breathing His air. I'm using His ink sure, and sure, this pen, sure. the papers, the the clothes on our back. Everything that we're doing came from Him. Absolutely. And if we didn't have God that, God is our source. He is our source. That's point number one in living to give is you have to realize God is your source. He owns it all. Isn't he owns the, the breath in your lungs. He owns the blood in your body. <laughs> he owns your kids. He owns you. I Hallelujah. Mean, it, it all belongs to God. Uh, and we we need, to, we need to settle it on the inside of us That's right. that God is our source. It just makes me laugh. I mean, I just get so happy about it because I realize what a God. Well, you know, what right, a God. Tithing, tithing and giving um, are the great equalizer. Yeah, right. It's the same for the poor man as it is the rich exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If, if it weren't, weren't for tithing and yeah. giving, 
then then the poor person right. could never gain anything with God like right. the rich person could. Exactly. Because the rich person could just come in here and just drop a big offering down right, right. And, and pay for a church house or pay for a, a missionary's car or pay for, you know, whatever. Where a poor person couldn't do that, right. but 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 God doesn't look at the amount. Right. If He looked at the amount, it wouldn't be fair. Right. If He looked no. at the amount, it, it, then you, there'd be a great gap. Right. But He doesn't do that. He looks at the percent, and and that makes it the great equalizer. You know, Jesus did something that you know. It's kind of like we talk all the time. You start where you are. It's exactly. your only choice. Yeah, you it can is. start today, right where you yeah. are. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what matter. the economy's doing. Doesn't matter what your job's doing. It doesn't matter about you anything. Maybe start under you, the barrel. Yeah, yeah. The, Sometimes the barrel, barrel on top, top of, of the it. Barrel. Exactly. And, and <laughs> yeah, you, you can start, start. You can start where you are. But if you don't start, you won't finish. That's right. You know. Uh, you know what is it? Confucius says a trip of a thousand miles starts with one step. You know, you right. you take the first step. Uh, but you start where you are because uh, Jesus did something we would consider very rude. Mm-hmm. I mean, extremely rude. That's right. And one day, say what I think you're going to say. One day in church, <laughs> he just got up and went over to the offering uh, receptacle and he just stood there and watched as people came to give their offerings. Can you and hear these imagine? guys that come up to give their offering? Jesus would look them in the eye. If the pastor and he'd look did and see that see what today. they gave, and then he look them in the eye, and then he look what they gave. The next guy comes up and he looks them in the eye and he looks at what they gave. I mean, can you imagine what would happen today if a pastor did that? Jesus did that, and then when it was all said and done and the offerings over. He did something we really think was rude. <laughs> he told everybody what everybody gave. Isn't that And amazing? he said, you see this little widow woman right over here? Yeah. He said, she outgave all of you. And they said, wow. Master, how's that even possible? Because we, we, we gave some pretty heavy offerings, especially since you were watching us. You know, people would Isn't give more if something? they thought Jesus was watching them. Guess what? He wow. still is watching you. And so he says, no, no, no. He's, he, you know, they said, especially since you're watching this. I mean, we gave some big offerings. He said, oh, no, no. You gave some big amounts. Right. You gave a bigger amount than she did. But That's he said, I'm not impressed with the amount. He said, she gave 100%. He said, your amount was like this, yeah. but your percent was like this. He said, her amount was like this, yeah. but her percent was like this. And so he was more impressed with the percentage because she gave a hundred percent. And they may have given a huge offering, but it was a minor percent because God knows not only what we give, he knows what we keep. You know, living to give, which we've been talking about for several weeks now and are going to keep on for a week or two or so. uh, Living to give is not what you think it is. That's right. You know, when the people here say, oh, my Lord, you're going to preach living to give. He must be going to take an offering and get our money. No, just relax. I'm not going to take an offering. I'm not trying to get you money. I'm just telling you a lifestyle that you can live, that you can hook up with, that I've taught all over the world, Renee. I've taught taught it to naked natives in the jungles. Right. And it works for them. That's right. I've taught it in impoverished nations. I've taught it in third world nations. I've taught it to the gypsies in Romania. I've taught it to the people in Mexico in the villages that didn't have two pesos to rub together. I've watched it work for them. I have literally watched yeah. it work for them. I remember back in the way, way back, decades ago, uh, there's a place in Mexico, up north of Mexico City, that on the map is called the Mesquital Valley. Right. And uh, you've got you've got the city of uh, uh, Tepeyapulco up there. Yeah. You've got uh, 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 you You've got, um, um, oh, Pachuca. Uh, going up to Thomas and Charlie, uh, you've got so many, uh, wow. and those are Indian villages. It's the Otomi Indian, yeah. 
And so for decades or years or centuries, who knows how long, that valley was dry and arid and hard land. Yeah. And those Indians, that tribe of Indians, just had to eke out a living with wooden Isn't plows. They didn't have steel plows, they yeah, had wooden right. plows. And they, they built their houses out of cactus. And you know, oh they just they just they just take a stick and draw a square on the ground, however big they want their house to be. You know, you small, ten by ten by twelve or right, right. by twelve by fifteen or something. And and then they just plant cactus all around that square. You know, and then the as the cactus grows, then you you end up with a house. You know, because the because the cactuses well, are your walls, more. and so as the cactus gets up to so high, then they put a roof on it of plastic or cardboard or or wood or whatever, uh-huh. and they got a house. And, uh, and and then they'd just try to eke out a living in that hard, hard ground. And there's just no water, there's no fertilizer. And so my friend, my mentor, my hero, Wayne Myers, yeah. started going into the Mescatel Valley, teaching them living to give, teaching them to pay tithe, teaching them to give offerings, give to God, not to him. And... Uh, and and then he started sending me. I mean, he started sending me when I was just in my early 20s. He'd right. say, son, I want you to go up there in Michigan Valley and preach for two or three weeks. You know, yes, sir, I'll do that. You know, and uh, and so as they started giving, as they started hooking up with giving, yeah. with living to give, with yeah. seed time and harvest, with sowing and reaping, uh, and wow. starting where they are and just going from there, uh, all that, of a sudden. That's a, that's a real rough place to start. No joke. <laughs> but it works. No joke. Well, all of a sudden, Mexico City's growing and it's growing and it's growing. Yeah. And it became the biggest city in the world. And now from time to time over the years, it still is. Or then Shanghai will be or some other city around the world. Right. Then be Mexico City again. And uh, but anyway, as as Mexico City grew, they had a sewage problem. What are we going to do with our sewage? We got so many people living here and there's so much sewage. We we don't know what we're going to do with it. So so they had a board meeting and somebody came up with a bright idea. Let's send it out to the Mescatel Valley. It's just a bunch of Indians out there and oh, just a bunch my. of tribal people. Let's just send it out there. And so they built this big viaducto, they call it, viaduct, right. uh, aqueduct. <laughs> In fact, if you go to Mexico City today, you, you've driven by it so many times with right. me, I've taken you by. Uh, there's a big, big, huge highway called the viaducto. And there's and that's got that un, overground, underground sewer uh, running out to the Mescatel Valley. Well, what happens is they ran that sewage out to the Mescatel Valley. And we all know sewage is what? It's fertilizer. And so as that land began to be fertilized wow. with all that sewage, yeah. then that land became fertile. And all of a sudden, those Indians started harvesting not one crop, not two crops, but three crops a year, three harvests a year. My goodness. And all of a sudden, these little Otomi Indians standing about this high are driving <laughs> Massey Ferguson tractors. They got steel plows. They're building Yay. homes out of adobe and out of brick and out of, out yeah. of cinder block and out yeah. of other stuff. They're driving cars and pickups. And, and uh, all because they started giving right. and, and embracing the, the, the tithe. And, and that became the most fertile valley that, that there is anywhere. That's astounding, you know, and, and it and it works. That that's what I, I think is so phenomenal, Terry. So amazing, is that Wayne started teaching this and mm-hmm. teaching people in yeah. in the Mexican nation. Otherwise, how could they come up? And but it's the great for equalizer. Seventy-five years he's been teaching yeah. them 
tithing yes. and giving. Yes. And it's like we've always said, a, a man with an argument is a, a man with a message. or A, a man you know, with a testimony. A testimony is never at the mercy yeah, of a yeah. man with an argument. Right. Somebody that or wants to come, you know, they want to come back and say, well, that's not true. And say, Sorry, we've been there. We've done exactly. it. You know, exactly. and, and there is no discussion. And that's what's so tremendous about this, that Wayne Myers and then you coming along and learning this now from him 55 years ago, here we are. I mean, here we sit with year after year after sure. year, week after week, month after month sure. of seeing God do what he promised. Exactly. And prove to us over and exactly, over again that exactly, he is exactly. El Shaddai, the God that is more, than, more enough. than enough. Regardless of where you start in life, no, he but, will lift you and up. He will take that, you to another place. It's breaking that poverty mentality because right. the church from time immemorial, right. the devil sold the church a bill of goods that God wants you sick and God wants you poor. Right. So as long as he can keep the church sick, and keep the church poor, yeah. they're not as big a threat, right. you know, to do anything for the kingdom. But all of a sudden, you know, Wayne bucked that system. I bucked the system. Right. I've had pastors stand right up in my pastor's conferences all over the world and say, well, that's not true. I'll say, God's a good God. No, he's not. God doesn't give you cancer. Yes, he does. And, you know, God <laughs> God wants you to prosper. No, he doesn't. He wants me poor. I mean, yeah, I've, no. had, I've had to push over those sacred cows. I mean, just hit them right in the face over and over and over and over until they start accepting that truth. Right. And living by that truth. Right. And, uh, and now the proof of the pudding's in the eating. You, you can go down and see uh, the result exactly of right. it. You know? Well, when I've been with you, I had the privilege to be there and meet some of those pastors yeah. and and see where they came from sure, and where sure. they and they testify and cry Absolutely. and thank Brother Wayne and thank Absolutely. you and Absolutely. and they they come around and just in such a gratitude and humility to thank God for where they started and where they are now. Exactly. You know. Uh, some may have had uh, maybe not in abject poverty, but they lived in lack. Exactly. They never had enough, or they exactly. lived with well, lack and debt. They're in a third world nation. They're in an yeah. impoverished nation. Right. They're in a situation where the economy's bad, and yet right. they say, "Hey, this is the great equalizer. I can come up. I can come up. I can yeah. plant a seed and get a yeah. harvest." Well, and 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 let's say this too. Also, over in First Timothy chapter six, let's let's think like the rich man would think. The rich man can be where he is on top of the barrel, sure. you know? But then Paul came along in chapter six, verses 17 and 18, and he, and he says here is for the rich in this world, charge them not to be yeah. proud and arrogant, contemptuous yeah. of others. He, he nor said to, to Tim, that's their, a strong word. He said to Timothy, charge them. Charge them. Order them, right. command them, right. demand them, demand the rich, charge the rich that they be not high-minded, that right. they don't trust right. in uncertain riches. See, well, there's nothing wrong with money. Right. It's the love exactly. of money that's a problem. And he said, you don't trust in those uncertain riches. You trust God <laughs> exactly. and operate well, God's and that, system. That there and that, just in that little phrase, is again a mindset, mm -hmm. a mind, an erroneous mindset, just like the poor can have an erroneous mm -hmm. mindset. Exactly. The rich can be over in a ditch with an erroneous mindset. And, and most pastors are scared to do what Paul told Timothy to do. No, that's right. You're, the pastor is commanded, to, ordered to charge, to charge the rich people. <laughs> That to they, be rich in that, good works. That they be rich in good works, that they yeah. be ready to contribute, ready to, right. to distribute. That's in other right. words, ready to give. Be That's quick right. to be, be, be ready to give. That's right. And to me, I'm just thinking, uh, 
You know, God's attitude is that he's willing to bless both mm -hmm. from wherever you start mm -hmm. under the barrel, the barrel on top of you, as mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. And then over here, here's the rich man. God's attitude is I'm going to bless you both and I'm going to see to it that you have enough to do what exactly. you want to do. Exactly. There is no limit. Exactly. There, you know, the whole word of God is that he's going to he's whosoever will can ask for whatsoever they That's want right. and have as much as they want. It's the same thing. It's a mindset of sure. living to give for the well, poor you know, as well as the rich. Our dear friend, John Osteen, Joel's daddy. Right. John used to always say this. He'd say, it, it, it takes the same amount of faith yes. to live off the top of the That's barrel right. as it does that. to live off the, uh, the bottom of the barrel. Right. He said, church people are trying to live off the bottom of the barrel. He said, go ahead and get your faith up there where the barrel's full right. and use your faith to live off the top of the barrel right. instead of the bottom of the barrel. It takes right. the same faith. Just go ahead and use it. And he tells some, some very practical things. We've just got a few moments here, seconds, literally. But it says, charge them to be rich in good works and to be liberal. He said, but in verse 19, in this way they're laying up for themselves riches exactly. that endure forever. Exactly. Well, our, our time, it, I can't believe this. I mean, we just... Oh, I know, I know. You know, we've got to... We're going to keep on talking about this. And he says they do that to lay up a foundation for the time to come. Yes. That's an important part of that scripture. And it's the same thing over in Malachi 3. Sure. When the sword goes through Old the land. Old Testament, New Testament. Old Testament, New Testament. Oh, my goodness. This is so good. Well, Terry. Living I, to give. <laughs> we're thrilled to be with you. We Living love you. Living to give. We're just praying it, it helps you in some way. And in the meantime, we're also going to tell you that you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye. Did you ever think that God's sitting on high looking down on you and dishonoring, disrespecting, not thinking much about you? You know, God said to me when I was just a teenager, He said, I told Joshua to do three things, that if he'd do those three things, that he would prosper and be healthy. At that time, I'd never heard anybody in my church talk about prosperity. I'd never talk about uh, anybody being successful. And God said, if you'll do those same three things, you will be prosperous, you will be successful. And so I immediately went to Joshua 1.8 to see what God told Joshua. And he said, talk like God, think like God, act like God. If you'll do those three things, you will be prosperous and you will have great success. It absolutely changed my life and it'll change your life. God said, don't let anything uh, from this book of the law not depart from your mouth. Don't let anything come out your mouth but the word. In other words, talk like God. Then he said, meditate that day and night. I mean, not once in a while, not twice a day, but he said all the time, meditate the word of God day and night. And thirdly, he said that you may observe to do or to be a doer of the word, to do according to all that's written therein. And then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. That was just before I went into the mission fields permanently as an 18 year old kid. And it changed my life. And I've been all over the world, lived in the jungles, lived in deserts, lived everywhere, watched God do miracles. And he's prospered me and made me successful, kept me healthy, saved me. He'll do the same thing for you. Get in the word today and do those three things. In this powerful best-selling mini-book, God's Opinion of You, Terry Mize explains biblical foundations on how to receive and use the authority God has given you. A mini-book that fits in your pocket, but packs a big punch. You'll learn to see yourself how God sees you. Righteous, blessed, more than a conqueror. Get your copy today at terrymize.com.
Hello, everybody. Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're saved, you're born again. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you. God bless you.